Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another session of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Dixie Westcott. Dixie is a certified athletic administrator. She's the former athletic director at Lone Jack High School, and she's currently the online program manager for William Woods University Athletic Master's Degree Program. Dixie, welcome to the Educational AD. Thank you, Jake. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and be able to visit with you. Okay. Well, full disclosure, uh, a long time <laughs> ago, back in the 90s, Dixie and I you know, coached together at Missouri Valley College. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, I think we did pretty good there, but um, you know, glad to have you on the program today. Thank you. Well, we always like to let our guests have a chance to get to um, – know you. So uh, tell us your story, uh, where you grew up, uh, where you went to college, and, and maybe how you got that first job in athletics. Gotcha. Well, I am from the Kansas City area originally, and actually after many years moved back to the area. I uh, grew up in Independence, Missouri, went to Truman High School. From there, uh, I became a Bearcat at Northwest Missouri State University in Maryville, uh, played volleyball there, and uh, was on the track team all four years of my, five years of my program. Um, getting a degree in PE and getting a degree in math, they just don't overlap in any way. And so it took that fifth year to, to, to uh, get that degree. I then accepted my first position uh, as a high school math teacher, head volleyball, assistant basketball, assistant track in 1985 at Parsons High School, which is in Southeast Kansas. And then as the years progressed uh, during my five years there, I thought I wanted to coach collegiately, and I did. Um, so I, uh, after five years, went back to Northwest Missouri, was a graduate assistant in volleyball, uh, got my uh, master's in uh, uh, physical education and health, and then um, took the job at Missouri Valley as my first collegiate job. Mm -hmm. Well, and you definitely had uh, uh, a lot of success there uh, in both sports, volleyball and uh, coaching our throwers uh, on the track team. Well, how did all of that lead you to your next career in athletic administration? Well, when I uh, uh, it, I 
left Missouri Valley and went to Fort Hayes State University in Hayes, Kansas, and was a head volleyball coach there. While I was there, I actually got my certification in administration um, and uh, came back to the, uh, after years in, at, at Fort Hayes, I kept going, I'm ready to be in secondary education again. I enjoyed my stint as a collegiate coach, but was ready for that secondary side of things again. Moved back to the Kansas City area uh, in which uh, coached a couple years again. And then I um, moved into my role at Lone Jack High School as an assistant principal and the athletic director. Uh, it's a smaller school district outside of Kansas City. Um, and that's where I then um, had a lot of experience um, to move into that uh, NIAAA role of, of working towards my certified athletic administrator um, certification process. And, and so lots of years competing, lots of years coaching, um, moved into that role then. Well, um, talking about the NIAAA, uh, I know that uh, you're currently um, working on uh, your CMA project, which uh, was actually started and implemented at a different high school. Tell us a little yes. bit about that. Sure. So after leaving, uh, or after working at Lone Jack, I was um, ready to be in a larger school district once again moved into the North Kansas City School District, uh, which has uh, four high schools. Um, we have about 20,000 students. Moved into an assistant principal role uh, at Winnetonka High School. And um, worked, and I worked, I implemented um, a project called Time for Tonka, which is a huge focus on uh, student leadership, um, and um, bringing in our incoming freshmen and their parents to get a sense of security of meeting a lot of coaches, directors, and um, being able to speak with them. Uh, we also have a, uh, have a big uh, club organization at Winnetonka. Uh, it's important to have students involved in anything extracurricular, whether it, it's clubs. Um, if a student wants to start a club, we have to have a school sponsor and then we're ready to implement it. We have a fishing club, we have a barbecue club. So it's about involvement, which is important to our students or, or in their educational growth. But we um, um, then I changed it quite a lot to put more student leadership in the actual program. Um, it's important to hear from students because it's the student's school, it's not the adult school. And so we want to show off our leadership with our kids as well, too. Sounds really cool. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more about that. Good. Well, now you, um, you've, uh, you kind of left the public school setting, uh, you use the R word, uh, <laughs> but you're still very active in athletic administration with uh, William Woods University. Tell us a little bit about that. So after 35 years, yes, I did retire, that big R word this year. Um, and I did turn in my paperwork before COVID uh, hit our world, or at least um, in the Kansas City area. I turned my paperwork in in February. 
Um, but back in October, uh, Jim Gagan, who was the program manager at William Woods University, uh, was retiring at the end of the year. And so I um, applied for that position. Um, and uh, as of January 1st of 2020, I began my uh, program manager role at William Woods University. Uh, I actually have been an adjunct for them for almost 15 years. Um, I have adjunct classes that were for students working on their master's in administration and then their master's in athletic and activities administration. And so I've been a big part of that role for many, many years. Uh, after I received my specialist degree from them, I moved right into that adjunct role. And so um, I've been involved with the NIAAA because we use their resources, their LTC coursework in um, a handful of, of the uh, courses. And so when this opening came about, um, uh, I was very intrigued by it and wanted to get involved even more. And so uh, we have moved from a uh, actual on-ground platform for this uh, degree to strictly online. We're actually phasing out our last uh, in-person cohort, uh, have five classes left to get their degree, and then everything else is 100% online. So I've worked a lot with uh, adapting this, this curriculum, and I worked with Cheryl Van Paris quite a lot at the NIAAA um, to be able to make sure things um, are uh, working well and appropriately for our, our students. And so I've had um, a lot of experience uh, um, with NIAAA in that fashion, not just from getting the CAA, but then in the role of the online program manager. No, we, the NIAAA has a number of, uh, of partners mm -hmm. to deliver the curriculum. Now for the William Woods program, your students, uh, are they taking, do they get credit for the actual LTC courses uh, so they can you know, sit uh, for the CA exam? Or is it just the materials that are covered and they still have to take the courses separately? They actually get credit for the, the courses through the NIAAA. We were using um, many pieces of the material of the curriculum and, and um, about 10 of the LTC uh, courses. However, we've condensed that where we're using everything more fully um, and by using everything throughout that uh, manual, our students are able to get some of the coursework, they uh, LTC credits for 501, 502, 504, and 506. However, we've implemented 503 now as well too, using that fully. So really starting in uh, this year, students would get that 503 credit as well too. They're, they haven't in the past, but now that we're using that manual fully, they're gonna be able to do that. So that's an advantage for our students to get that certification piece. And they're, uh, they go through the NIAAA website, become a non-member, and then that's where they're put purchasing their manuals as, from as well too. But I have a lot of, of 
Excel and Google Sheet work that uh, I turn into to Cheryl at this point until we, uh, they've never purchased the, the manuals directly from the NIAAA, but that's a big piece that's happening in August. Instead of paying fees to William Woods, they're gonna actually buy the manuals directly from the NIAAA, which I think is better for our students in the long run. Oh, no, I, I agree. Uh, what, um, for the students who have gone through the program, uh, what sort of feedback have you gotten from them about their experience? The, the feedback I've gotten, and we've got a few uh, area ADs that went through the program and former students of mine as well, too. And they, they have always said that it has helped prepare them. Um, it gave them a network. And, and that was the students I had were on ground. So that gave them a huge networking piece as well, too. Other people to get to know. Um, and and, and uh, I would always have some guest speakers of practicing ADs to come in because uh, you can never build your network enough. So they've been pleased with the uh, process, uh, the, the learning that has taken place. However, just as any educator, nothing replaces the true learning experience until you're on that job in that job in that role and i still think that's the best um, but at least it's a developmental process and a learning piece for them well again it sounds great and, and hopefully speaking of network uh we'll be able to get you and, and maybe some of your students uh, down to tampa in december uh you know, when we have that national conference. So. That would be great. Hey, we've talked about, uh, you know, your career and as an athletic administrator, you know, you know the importance of leadership and mentorship. Who've been some of your mentors uh, as a student, as a, as a young coach, as a young administrator? You know, who do you look back on as having a, a big impact on your career even to this day? Well, uh, several people, um, but to maybe narrow it down a little bit, um, definitely my parents have been a huge piece, um, and, and they still are. Um, as far as growing up in the educational world, uh, I had a coach um, in middle school and then in high school, um, that she is still Coach Schuler to me. I, I uh, have always respected her and uh, learned from her. And uh, uh, she is not a first, first name person for me. Um, when I got into the educational, actually teaching and coaching, um, my very first principal, uh, George V. Tigner, I always remember that. Um, was a very active administrator in uh, the building, uh, being present at activities and athletics, and I learned a lot from him. When I got into the role as a activities director, Dan Ogle, um, a longtime friend of mine, was, is a retired longtime athletic director at William Crispin High School in the Independent School District, one of the first to uh, way back in the day to get the CMAA, and uh, which is why I pushed hard when I got into that role 
um, to get the CAA side of things. And uh, I still uh, learn from Danny and uh, respect his um, opinion on, on many things. We still have a lot of interaction, probably more so on something I haven't mentioned that um, from the officiating side, Danny was a big official in our area for football and basketball. Uh, it's heavy in the uh, softball and baseball side of things now too. Um, and um, with myself being an official for 13 years, uh, I still have a lot of contact with Danny and we're on one of the uh, Greater Kansas City Officials Association board together. You know, you mentioned COVID earlier, and uh, uh, again, I, I know you're retired, you're not in the school setting anymore, but um, in Missouri, it, it seems like the uh, State Association has announced that, you know, they're coming back, regular schedule, full speed. Uh, here in Florida, um, our State Association is not as, um, let's say, uh, legislative as some states are uh they're more advisory uh although there is a big uh, zoom board meeting tonight about possibly delaying the start of fall sports um for you as an administrator at your schools uh what were some of the things that you did uh this past spring with regard to covid and how do you see it maybe playing out across the state in missouri uh under your uh, state's guidelines Gotcha. Well, um, and you're right. Uh, I have not been as involved with some of the uh, returning piece of things, but one thing that I think was very fortunate for the North Kansas City School District was the fact that we were already a one-to-one -one school. And so the impact that it had on students and the learning environment, obviously there's impact everywhere, but I think the transition was was very helpful um, that we were already a one-to-one -one school and um, we had already used the platform canvas for a lot of our work and our teachers posted things there anyway when they were going to be gone and kids could go right to that so i think that transition helped however the thing that we've learned um, that i cannot stress enough is that we have to be patient and we have to give grace to people because um, this was not asked for, but yet it is, it is our world. And we are, our, we are all learning in this scenario. And um, while we want all the answers, we as an administrative team in, in back in March, you know, when we left on spring break, we didn't go back and, and nobody, nobody planned on that but yet we had to have a quick transition for our students. And so we had building plans and we had uh, plans through the district, but there were things that changed. We may get started and then we hit that bump, that hiccup, and then we had to get back on track and, and adjust things with that. But the thing that I learned through all of that is that um, kids come to school, they need the mental side of it, they also need that security side of it. And we have kids that come to school because they're hungry and they, they, they need their food. They need heat, they need air conditioning. They need to know that people love them. And that's, that is one thing 
that I think we as adults need to remember is that it's okay to tell a kid that you love them. And uh, it may be the only time that they actually hear it. And so, you know, I'm all over the spectrum with this, but uh, ultimately we need to have patience for adults, for our parents, for our staff members, for our kids, for everyone. And we're learning together through this process. Uh, absolutely. Um, we always like to ask our ADs, um, what are some of the favorite parts of their uh, daily job? I'm going to tweak that a little bit for you. Uh, what are some of the things that you're going to miss uh, from the public school uh, AD experience? Um, um, wow. You know, I'm just going to miss that daily routine, whatever the routine was, because it was different every day, but just being in the halls with kids, being, having that interaction, because, you know, I always told kids, I said, I come to, I've come to school for 35 years. I keep learning something new every day. And, and to tell, a, to, to be honest with a kid and just say, I don't know that. Uh, can you help me with that? And it was usually about technology and, and just that interaction with kids um, and the interaction with the staff members. And, and, you know, you become, as an administrator, you become a counselor as well too. And to just be able to listen and understand or attempt to understand um, people just want to be heard and and I enjoyed that that time that daily routine of being around a lot of people um, it's going to change uh, obviously but you know I guess I kind of had a piece uh, with the COVID side of it kind of going into my retirement differently uh, never thought it would be like that. You know, I start my career with the Kansas City Royals winning a world championship. I end my career with the Kansas City Chiefs winning that championship. And so I've had everything in between. It's, it's, it's changed a lot. But, but um, Jake, I just, I just, I, I know I will miss that interaction. Um, however, I'm hoping to keep up, uh, a lot of interaction just through the William Woods side of it because it's learning from the students as well too that I have in, uh, in my courses and then uh, still being a very active official in the Kansas City area uh, serving on the MISHA board with that as well too as a rules interpreter I'm still going to have interactions just differently. Well we've done uh, quite a few of these interviews and every <laughs> single one the athletic director has mentioned the interaction, the relationships with the kids. And, you know, that's what it's all about in our job. Well, uh, this, this is just flown through. I could stay on the, this talk for hours, but uh, our uh, final question is uh, what we like to call the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you're a veteran AD and you're getting ready to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. And I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. Uh, what three items are going to go in Dixie Westcott's athletic director toolbox? Um, in no particular order, but three things. Networking, 
I think it's very important to not be afraid to reach out to veteran ADs um, or administrators just to learn from them. It, the networking piece will allow you to not have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. Um, things are developed. How can you take them and use them in your building? So I just think that networking piece, you cannot do that enough. Uh, I've said it once earlier in this, I'm going to say it again, but patience. You have to be patient and don't expect to have everything resolved all at once. It takes time um, and be patient with people. And part of that is listening to them. Um, the other thing that I really want to stress, and, and I didn't live these words uh, at all for many, many years, but take time for you. Um, the, the mental stress that you put on yourself a lot of times is, is overwhelming. And you have to, for your own mental state and your physical state, you have to take that time to take care of you. If you don't, you're going to have some issues. So please take time for you. Give yourself a break. Very, very uh, <laughs> wise. Um, Dixie, thanks for uh, being on the podcast today. Um, again, uh, great to... Uh, to see you again and talk with you. I know we're going to be talking more as uh, your program with William Woods uh, continues to develop. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Jake, thank you. I have thoroughly enjoyed this and, and I appreciate this wonderful opportunity to, to um, visit with you and to visit with whomever listens. Uh, always hope that whatever I say, if somebody can take one thing from it and learn from it, then it's been a success. So thank you again for allowing me this opportunity, Jake. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, come back next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate Ath. DIR and FIAAA on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.